Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We've come to a very interesting chapter now that deals with something that I find fascinating. And so here's the backstory before I read it. The three tribes, or the two tribes and the half of the tribe of Manasseh, had settled on the eastern side of the Jordan River, and the other tribes had settled, of course, in Israel proper. And in this chapter, the eastern tribes are going to set up an altar by the Jordan River. Their intention is that the altar would just to be uh, a reminder that they are still one with the people on the other side of the river. But the tribes on the other side of the river in the promised land proper took this as a sign of rebellion. And so they're all prepared to go to war over this setting up of an altar, thinking that the eastern tribes are somehow worshiping another god or prepared to worship another god or planning to separate um, into another country, if you will, uh, from Israel. And that's not the intent at all. And so the backstory is um, you can make a mistake sometimes if you assume the intentions of someone else. In this case, it almost cost them a war. So let's read Joshua 22. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and said to them, You've done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you've not deserted your fellow Israelites, but have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given them rest, as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commands, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Then Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their homes. To the half-tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given land in Bashan, and to the other half of the tribe, Joshua gave the land on the west side of the Jordan, along with their fellow Israelites. When Joshua sent them home, he blessed them, saying, Return to your homes with your great wealth with large herds of livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and a great quantity of clothing, and divide the plunder from your enemies with your fellow Israelites. So the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh in Canaan to return to Gilead, their own land, which they had acquired in accordance with the command of the Lord through Moses. When they came to Gelioth near Jordan in the land of Canaan, The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh built an imposing altar there by the Jordan River. And when the Israelites heard that they had built the altar on the border of Canaan at Gileoth, near the Jordan on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. So the Israelites sent Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, to the land of Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. With him they sent ten of the chief men, one from each of the tribes of Israel, each the head of a family division among the Israelite clans. When they went to Gilead, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they said to them, 
the whole assembly of the Lord says, how could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourselves an altar in rebellion against him now? Was not the sin of Peor enough for us? Up to this very day, we've not cleansed ourselves from that sin, even though a plague fell on the community of the Lord. And are you now turning away from the Lord? If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the whole community of Israel. If the land you possess is defiled, come over to the Lord's land, where the Lord's tabernacle stands, and share the land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord our God. When Achan, son of Zerah, was unfaithful in regard to the devoted things, did not wrath come on the whole community of Israel? He was not the only one who died for his sin. Then Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh replied to the heads of the clans of Israel. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, the Mighty One, God the Lord, He knows. And let Israel know. If this has been in rebellion or disobedience to the Lord, do not spare us this day. If we have built our own altar to turn away from the Lord and to offer bird offerings and grain offerings or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it, may the Lord himself call us to account. No, we did it for fear that someday your descendants might say to ours, what do you have to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you Reubenites and Gadites. You have no share in the Lord, so your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. That is why we said, let us get ready and build an altar, but not for burnt offerings and sacrifices. On the contrary, it is to be a witness between us and you and the generations that follow that we will worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our bird offerings, sacrifices, and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you have no share in the Lord. And we said, if they ever say this to us or to our descendants, we will answer, look at the replica of the Lord's altar which our ancestors built, not for bird offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord and turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrifices other than the altar of the Lord our God that stands before his tabernacle. Now when Phinehas, the priest, and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of the Israelites, heard what Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. And Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, said to Reuben, Gad and Manasseh. Today we know that the Lord is with us, because you have not been unfaithful to the Lord in this matter. Now you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's hand. Then Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, and the leaders returned to Canaan from their meeting with the Reubenites and Gadites in Gilead and reported to the Israelites. They were glad to hear the report and praised God. And they talked no more about going to war against them to devastate the country where the Reubenites and the Gadites lived. And the Reubenites and the Gadites gave the altar this name, a witness between us, that the Lord is God. And so, friends, what they intended was, in essence, what we would call a monument 
or a marker of some type, not a, an alternate place of worship. And so the chapter starts out with Joshua commending uh, the tribes of Reuben and Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh that lived on the east side of the river. He commended them for having come over to the promised land proper and fighting for the land inheritance of all the other tribes. They apparently had fulfilled all of their obligations. And so they returned back over to the east side of the Jordan, and they built an altar there, an imposing altar there, the Bible says. And uh, their intention was to make it as a monument, saying we're still one people, we still worship at the tabernacle of Moses. Um, This is to be a reminder for future generations that we're still Jews, we're with you. But the rest of the Israelites, on hearing about this other altar, assumed the worst, and they thought that they were rebelling against Yahweh. And so the Israelites began to prepare for uh, war, and um, rather than going directly to war, they sent a delegation to find out what was going on. And so the delegation went to Gilead and met with Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, And they said, uh, basically, in an accusatory fashion, how could you break faith with Yahweh like this? How could you turn away from Yahweh and build an altar in rebellion? And then they explained themselves. They said, essentially, you know, the Lord is our judge. He He can confirm what we're saying. But we were afraid that someday that your descendants, you living in the Israel proper, would say, what do you on the east side of the Jordan have to do with the God of Israel? So we made this monument, not as an altar to handle burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a monument, a reminder that we're one people group. And hearing this, all of the tribes rejoiced and praised God. Let me just read the last few verses from this chapter. Verse 33, all the tribes were glad to hear the report and praise God, and they talked no more about going to war against them to devastate the country where the Reubenites and the Gadites lived. And the Reubenites and the Gadites gave the altar this name, a witness between us that the Lord is God. Now, friends, I want to give you a little takeaway lesson from this. As a pastor, people come to me frequently um, with concerns about other people. And many times they are thinking what someone intends without actually knowing exactly what was intended. In other words, they've taken offense for some reason Um, that they guessed at the motivation of the person involved. And so one of the first things that I always point out to people from the scriptures, that the biblical practice is that if you have an offense, according to Matthew 18, if you have an offense with your brother or sister, you go and ask them about the offense and get them to discuss it with you. Many, many times people will find out that the person did not intend offense at all. They weren't thinking what the other person thought they were thinking. They were not saying what the other person thought they were saying. It was just a misunderstanding. Well, here in chapter 22 of Joshua is a national misunderstanding that almost brought them to war, civil war with themselves. And the whole thing was settled by an explanation. So to you and to me, always make sure that you go to the person. It could be your spouse, your family member. It could be um, someone at work. But if you feel like they are saying or intending something, go and make sure to ask them, what exactly do you mean by this? Rather than project it on them and say, I think you mean this, go and ask, what, what is your intention? Because as you've just heard, a lot of times we make mistakes 
when we try to guess the intentions of others. Lord, may we be mindful of this principle from the Scriptures. May we be gentle and grace-filled as we deal with other people and ask them when we feel like there's a, an offense or, or something intended toward us, may we ask and try to be peacemakers, Lord, and ascertain what's really going on. Help us, Lord, to discern these things and to live in a way that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.